Good morning, folks. Welcome. This is Ehud, son of Dennis. This is It's a Religion. Coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God with liberty and justice for some, with freedom and independence for some. Those that live in red states, those that live uh, in red counties, uh, typically are much freer than those that live in the blue splotches that infect our country. The blue splotches that put their faith and trust in man, put their faith and trust in things other than the one true, holy, righteous God and his son, Jesus Christ. And uh, not that all the red places in the country do that perfectly. We None of us do, but... There's certainly more of a love for this country, more of a love for freedom, more of a love for independence, more of a love for people making their own choices. Even if they fail, <clears throat> people are free to fail. People are free to succeed. That's what freedom is. You can fail or succeed. You know, when you give up that freedom for security, for supposed uh, security that the government offers you, then you are in trouble because the government's going to tell you what you can and can't do as a result of giving up your freedom and independence for that security. And that's what we see going on the last couple of years through the COVID mess is the government trying to subject you to its whims, the government trying to subject you to what it wants to do to control you. And this is only a prelim of a continued operation that is going to go on. And this goes back to faith, folks. It goes back to what people believe in, what people put their trust and faith in, what people are going to do. Um, you know, there is uh, one segment of our society that puts its faith and trust in government. And that is a result of them putting faith and trust in hum humanistic uh, ideals, humanistic evolutionary uh, religious ideals, because uh, evolution itself is a religion. It's not a scientific theory any more than uh, the theory that my... Uh, deck gets snow on it in the summertime. That's a theory. I'm I'm putting that out there as a theory. I believe my deck gets full of snow in the summertime. I just can't see it. How do I know that? Well, 8 million years ago, uh, decks used to get snow on them. How do I know that? Well, you know, there was this thing that happened, and, and uh, I just believe that infers that, that that's what happened 8 million years ago. Well, how do you know that? Has anybody ever observed? No, no. But it's scientific. I can I can tell you that. I can observe what's going on today and, and say, yeah, 8 million years ago, that's what was happening. I mean, it's ridiculous. You wouldn't believe that for a minute. And yet, a guy in a white coat stands up in front of you and goes, hey, you know, 67 million years ago, uh, dinosaurs roamed the earth and da-da-da-da-da. We know this because... And it's all built on a house of cards, folks. There's nothing to it. Uh, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later. But here we start with uh, Jesus Christ is Lord of the universe. He is uh, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Savior of mankind, the one who created it all, the one who will, uh, or the one who sustains it all, and the one who will uh, eventually destroy it all and replace it with uh, something better, something eternal, something that will last forever. And so... Um, 
What we like to do here every year, we start out in the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings, because that is the true history of the planet, the true history of how we got here, the true history of uh, who created you and what purpose you have in this life. And, you know, it, it says in verse one of the Bible, God created the heavens and the earth. And that was day one that began time for us, that began matter, that began space, uh, you know, everything that uh, we know was created by God with intention and purpose, with intelligence behind it. You know, you can't look at the human genome. You can't look at, at biology and genetics and all this stuff that we know now and say that there's no intelligence behind that. That that random chance caused all this perfect uh, interaction between the different systems that this earth has, the systems that that people do where morality comes from, where, uh, um, you know, it's just, it's silliness to sit here and say that there's no, there's no God. You know, this all happened by random chance. It's, it's absolutely pathetic. So let's start with that today. Actually, there was, there was, we do, uh, every once in a while, we'll read one of these. It's a, uh, from Institute of Creation Research. You can find them at ICR, you know, if you search ICR online. This is from their Days of Praise, which is their daily devotional. And it's called The Folly of Humanism by Henry Morris, uh, January 28th. A fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have gone or done abominable works. There's none that does good. Psalm 14.1. Despite all their pretense of scientific intellectualism, those who deny the existence of a personal creator God are in God's judgment nothing but fools. The 14th Psalm Romans 3, etc., all describe the inner character of all such people, whether they call themselves atheists or humanists or pantheists, whatever. This repeated emphasis indicates how strongly God feels about those who dare to question his reality. And who dare to say, oh, you need to show yourself, to, uh, who are you, right? It is bad enough to disobey his commands and spurn his love. It is utter folly to deny he even exists. So the Bible describes this, but it goes on to say, certain atheist humanists claim to be moral people, though, or their criteria for morality are often quite different from those of the Bible. No matter how admirable their humane acts of righteousness may seem, however, they are guilty of the sin of unbelief, the greatest sin of all. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he has come, become, for he that comes to God must believe that he is. Hebrews 11.6 With all the innumerable evidence of God's reality as seen in the creation and throughout history, and then, especially in the person and work of Jesus Christ, it is utter foolishness to plunge blindly into eternity to meet the God uh, whom they deny. And, you know, that's the premise that we hold to here at It's a Religion, because it's true. And, you know, we know that on a personal level, on a personal basis, in our own life. Uh, but we also know it's just true. It's undeniable that there is a God who created all this. And the God of the Bible makes the most sense of anything that you're going to find out there and it has the most proof. Everything that, that the Bible talks about throughout its Old Testament history and the New Testament history is, you know, archaeology proves out. Um, and historically, it's accurate. Why? Because it was passed down. It was personally witnessed and seen and and uh, and given to us. And that's why there's been more more copies of the Bible sold than anything else on this planet. Because it's true, uh, you know it. It it puts Mohammedism to shame. I mean, Mohammedism is Satan's attempt at a false religion to try and draw people away from the one true God. 
And uh, many of these other things are evolutionism, uh, humanism, uh, secular humanism. Uh, and so many other religions are basically that. They're just ways to try and draw man away from the one true God who's in the Bible. So let's look at Genesis 28 today. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him. And he said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Uh, arise, go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, and the, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, my mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee and make thee fruitful and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multi multitude of people, and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee, which uh, and to thy seed with thee, that you may inherit the land wherein you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. And Isaac went away. Uh, or sent away Jacob, and he went to Padamaram, unto Laban, the son of Bethel, Syrian, and brother of Rebekah, Jacob, Jacob and Esau's mother. Now, this is a transitionary point in the Bible in the Old Testament in terms of history, where we start leaving the creation, the flood, you know, the initial family of Abraham, and transition into the family of Israel, which is Jacob, which is, uh, you know, Abraham's grandson, right? Uh, and uh, we're going to learn about Israel's history. And Israel is going to be the example that God is going to use in the Old Testament of how his redemptive uh, plan is going to take place through the form of Jesus Christ. And we'll see this by Israel going into slavery and coming out of it. And uh, we're going to get to that as we review some of these steps through the Old Testament uh, and then get into focusing on the New Testament, which is where... Uh, we need to place our faith in the work and, 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 and person of Jesus Christ. So verse 6, When Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Pad and Aram to take him a wife from thence, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Pad and Aram. And Esau seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac his father, and went or went Esau unto Ishmael, and took the uh, unto the wives which he had Mahalah, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, and the sister of Nebajoth to be his wife. So now Esau's got four wives, two of them are Hittites, and two of them are Ishmaelites. And that's not what uh what he was supposed to be doing. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And uh, he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold, the ladder set up in the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father and the God of Isaac and the land where thou liest to thee. I will give it unto thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and the south, and in thee, and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Again, portraying that Christ is coming through his line. And behold, I am with thee, and I will keep thee in all places, whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken of. And Jacob waked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And then he was afraid, and said, How dreadful is this place, and this is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone 
that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of that city was called Luz for the at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house, and of all that thou shalt give me I will surely give the tenth unto thee. <clears throat> so that's partly where the tithe comes from. Give a tenth unto thee. I mean, Abraham gave a tenth. So there's some examples of that in the Bible. And, uh, you know, Jacob vowed a vow, right? Saying, if you'll be with me, God, uh, you know, I will, will worship you. And that's really... You know, when God calls us to faith, uh, that's what it's all about. It's just putting faith and trust in Him and His provision and His guidance and His protection and His love and His kindness. Um, and there's, it's, it's, it's a perfect, uh, perfect love. And uh, it's just, it's incredible that the God of the universe, the one who created everything, also uh, sent Jesus, his son, to die for us. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that Jesus is the one that actually created everything. But to die for us and to, to desire a personal relationship with his creation, it's just a beautiful thing. And, and so many people go through this entire life and miss that whole shebang, right? That whole deal. So let's take a quick look at the... The news today, Denmark to drop COVID-19 restrictions. Welcome back, life we knew before. And more and more countries are doing this. We saw Britain do it a, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, uh, but yet you have places like Canada where truckers are going crazy right now to try and uh, force the hand of Justin Trudeau, uh, who still, every time I see that guy, he looks like a teenager. Um, but... To, to say, look, we're done with this. You know, you guys, it's been two years and obviously you don't know what you're doing because it's still here. We still have COVID. You haven't defeated anything. You haven't won any battles against this disease. We're sick of it. We're tired of dealing with all this stuff. We don't want to wear a mask. We don't want to get a shot. We don't want to get, uh, be told what to do. Stop already. You don't know any better than we do. You know, the information's out there. There's a lot of ways to treat this thing. Omicron, in this story, it talks about the fact that Omicron, there's more and more cases, but yet people are getting less sick. And this, I think, was God's answer to say, leave leave people alone. Um, so, and then we got Joe Biden uh, you know, saying he's going to, Going And again, totalitarianism comes from Satan. It comes from a lack of faith in the one true God. People who believe in God and follow his uh, true word in the Bible, in the New Testament especially, does not lock anybody down. The Bible is completely about freedom. It doesn't say the government needs to control everything. It doesn't say that everybody needs to have an equal outcome. It says you, in faith, help others. Be focused on others' needs. You know, if God blesses you, bless others. And uh, 
we're losing sight of that because of what's going on with the governments of this country. And I saw, you know, in the liberal rag that we have for a, a newspaper around here, stuck with it forever. Most Americans think they'll be living with COVID-19 for a long time. And yet, when you look at a story from Denmark saying they're going to stop, and you look at, at all the states in this union and the ones that are free and independent, like Florida, saying, yeah, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If it makes you feel better, have at it. And I think that's where we're going to get to at some point, but we got to get past the communists that are running this country right now. And that stole the last election, I will add. If they didn't steal the election, they would not have the power and authority that they do. Biden would not be in office. Um, they would not have the Senate. And likely they wouldn't have the House. I don't doubt it. And so right out of, you know, this, the again, the liberal rag that used to be a, a decent paper, the Journal Standard here in uh, um, Northern Illinois, where, where I'm from, Biden, first black woman on high court, long overdue. So let's base every decision we have on skin color and uh, ethnicity. And back, you know, the whole idea of that is an anathema, you know. And people will look at me, oh, you're just no white guy. So it has nothing to do with it. Martin Luther King, his main premise was not to do that, not not to come out and say, oh, it's long overdue that we put somebody black here, somebody black there. It's like, look, judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. We are all one race, people, the human race. There is no such thing as racism. That is a fabrication, just like adolescence is and some mythical thing that happens to teenagers. Uh, it's something that was invented Right, just like the term dinosaur. Dinosaur wasn't around when uh, older documents were written and things like that. That was invented not that long ago. So the idea that we're going to base decisions on race comes from a core that doesn't uh, look at people as humans, that doesn't look at people as created beings. It looks at people as um, subjects, for one, and two, as, uh, um, you know, the... I even I, I hate using the word race because it's not. It's culturalism, basically. It's saying, you know, if you have dark skin, you're from a certain culture, so we have to give you favors because humanity's kept you down for so many years. And that has nothing to do with it. It's a cultural thing. For whatever reason, um, folks in Africa haven't developed the way that people in Western Europe did, right, in terms of culture and what they did and how they worked in on things. And uh, it has nothing to do with anything, but that they're just different, right? So anyway, I, that's all I'm going to say about that. But for, and this paper just drives me nuts. 14.5 million get health care under Obama-era law as if they wouldn't have gotten it without it. Uh, you know, they just hold up all these liberal positions. Dems seek fast confirmation vote. Well, of course they do. Uh, they want to get it done before the Republicans take over the Senate. Which, I don't know, you know, if they cheat like they did in the last election, uh, it doesn't really matter, right? But uh economy's grow fastest since 1984. Oh, that's a joke, too. Uh, anyway, I you know, there's a battle going on in this world today and in this country as well to uh, control people to control people's minds, to control people's ability to do things. 
instead of living in freedom. You know, and you look at, at the country, the United States, the wealthiest country on the earth, what has caused that? It's freedom, freedom to fail, freedom to succeed, freedom to own property, freedom, you know, all the things that our founding fathers uh, were uh, great at, were understood. And now we have a federal government that has bloated itself to the size where these federal bureaucracies have gotten out of hand. You have a, the CDC and the NIH ruling our lives right now. And that is not their purpose in life. They are supposed to be organizations that support and help doctors, not control them. And we're in a dangerous spot, folks, right now, if people don't wake up and realize that, that we are not subjects of the NIH and CDC. That is not the, their purpose. That is not supposedly their intended uh, purpose at all. So here's a good one. Tesla billionaire sends Canadian truckers major show of support. And Elon Musk is just hilarious. He's like, I really don't care what people think of me. Um, I'm not going to play the game the way that the liberals and the leftists and the wokists want, uh, want you to play. The people who, again, from a faith standpoint, are putting their faith and trust in things like evolution, humanism, secular humanism, um, and things that allow people to have a morality that does not line up with the uh, the Bible. It doesn't line up with the faith of Christianity and uh, calls people to a different morality completely. And so I just think it's, you know, he sees uh, and says things based, I don't know if the guy's a Christian or not, but he sees the fallacy of the, the policies that a lot of these people are for and how ridiculous it is that uh, some of the things that they're doing um, and so, you know, I mean, he even was like, look, we don't want government subsidies. He's, he's all about uh, earning it. Right. So anyway, Hey, I'm going to call it a show today, but you know, the thing you got to keep coming back to is there's a path of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his kingdom that you can find all about, find out all about in the Bible going through it. And that's what we're going to do every year. We're going to go back through it again and again and again, because that's where the key to life is in God's word and, uh, and knowing him and loving him and being part of his kingdom, um, versus everything else. And the, the craziness that you see in this world today is a result of everything else. You know, if everybody was a Christian and really walked out what's in the new Testament of the Bible, it would be an amazing place. And someday those of us who put our, who have put our faith and trust in Christ are going to live in a place like that, which is going to be amazing. But uh, until then, it's, it's going to be a struggle, folks. There's The wheat and the tares are growing up together, and we see it every day. So, hey, have a great day. Thank you for stopping by, and uh, we will catch you uh, tomorrow. For the small things like me and her on a poor swing for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings if i still got breath in these lungs then that's all i need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama for my friends